Hi, and welcome back to SEU Buzz. I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm currently in my fifth year of studying Bachelor of Digital Media and Communications Online. Today, I'm joined with Brad Hosking, who is a Senior Lecturer of Specialist Songwriting and Production Units for the Bachelor of Contemporary Music degree at Southern Cross University's Kumra Creative Campus. He also owns a commercial recording studio called Blind Boy Studios on the Gold Coast, where he works with artists perfecting, recording and producing their songs. One artist being Gold Coast's own Amy Shark. I would like to take this moment to acknowledge the owners and traditional custodians of the land on which we meet upon today, the Yugambe and the Kumbamari people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Firstly, a warm welcome to the podcast, Brad. Uh, thank you very much, Lauren. I'd love to start by finding out what this journey has been like for you working with Amy from when she was just a local artist on the Gold Coast to now being an ARIA award-winning artist around the globe. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So I first started working with Amy, um, I'd say around 2010, 2011. Um, my business partner and I, we uh, we ran a commercial studio uh, in Southport and, we, and my business partner actually went to school with Amy's boyfriend at the time, who's now husband, Shane. And um, she was just a, a, a budding singer-songwriter at the time. Um, she'd been making a few waves um, on the local scene and she, um, she came into our studio to record some, uh, to record a couple of singles uh, way back then. Um, and I've really been working with her ever since. Yeah, we've, we've done a, a bunch of EPs together and I played in her, some of her like EP launches and stuff on the Gold Coast and, and we've remained in contact and she'd come in periodically and, and we'd come in and write some songs and record them and then release them. And that's pretty much been the, um, was the, was the pattern for, for a number of years until she kind of hit it big with a door. Um, and then, yeah, I just kept playing, playing with her in the band. That's nice. I think it's great that even though she's this big, um, well-known artist now that she still comes back and, and works with people that she's known for a long, long, long time. Yeah, that's right. It's just like, it's just like any kind of relationship, I suppose. It's just like once you, once you find people that you're comfortable with and, um, it's, it's just like any relationship really, uh, yeah, it's just uh, you have that level of trust and and confidence and um and and safety in that I th I think so, um yeah it's been it's been a hell of a ride being able to kind of travel the world when we were able and uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's been great. What would you say is your favorite song of hers that you've worked on together? Um, there there was a song a few years ago that we we did in twenty sixteen. Um. It was a song called Golden Fleece. Uh, that was one where um, it was before the ver this very song she released before Adore came out. Um, that was a really special one because we were really trying to um, to forge a sound and deliver a sound of where she wanted to go. And, um, yeah, that was one where um, for, for a period of, I don't know, a month or so, she'd come in a day a week and we'd just sit and write songs and produce songs up of some things that she had already written. 
um, and that was one that came out of it. That one um, best song at the Queensland Music Awards in 2016, um, and then everything kind of uh, sprung board from there for her. So that was a pretty pretty special one. The other one I would say um, was is a song that I got to produce off the most recent album. Um, the song is actually called Amy Shark. And that was like after she's made records with people all over the world and, and the, the um, Ed Sheerans and Travis Barkers and uh, Mark Hoppuses of the world and Jack Antonoffs and um, Joel Little and all those big dogs. And then, um, yeah, coming, coming back into the exact same room where, we recorded all those other songs. Um, we were able to make a song that made the made the album um, in this very room, which was which was pretty cool. Has this kind of profile working with Amy influenced your own development as a musician? That is a good question. Um, I don't know whether so much influenced, but it was already kind of where I was was heading anyway. And a lot of the music that I work on at the moment is female singer songwriters in kind of the indie pop world that's that's where seemingly over the last kind of five five six seven years that's where most of my work actually comes from which is um which is quite interesting in a in an industry which is kind of considered a bit of a um a bit of a boys squad um most of my work is actually working with with female artists which is um which is great um in in the in the pop realm but um, I wouldn't say it's exclusive to that, but, um, but, but largely that. So I think having, um, having some runs on the board with Amy potentially could be a reason behind that for sure. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think that was, that was kind of directionally where things were, were heading anyway. Reflecting back on your own experience over the last 10 years, what would you say is your highs and also your lows as well? Uh, well, there's been plenty of highs. Um, they, at times you've got to pinch yourself and, and think like, surely this is it. And then just other things keep happening. But, um, it was really cool to play on the Jimmy Fallon show, um, in New York. That was, that was great. Wow, um, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Now drummer getting to sit up on Questlove's kit and, um, all that it was really, really, really great experience. Um, played the Lollapalooza festival. That was, um, that was a bit of a, a bucket list. Um, playing some other massive festivals, um, one called Oceaga, um, in Canada was pretty amazing. I think, um, I think one of the, one of the real big highlights is just being able to get, go on tour with your mates, you know, you like some, some of the time where we're away from our families and our kids and stuff, for, um, like nine, 10 weeks at a time. Um, but being able to go away with, with people that, that are like genuinely your mates and you look forward to hanging out with anyway, makes that whole thing a lot easier um so yeah having having the tight tight crew is, is really cool um suppose as well um like playing the arias and and being part of like aria awards we um last year won the um best live act so that kind of i suppose encompasses everybody that 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 works um in the in the live aspect of it which is is quite a large team now um but yeah lows um i, would, I suppose um the biggest low obviously in the last 18 months has been the the inability to really do much at all um from a from a performance the firefight um gig where that was um the entertainment industry giving their time and 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 efforts and 
lots of stuff to go into that to help the bushfire victims and all that kind of stuff. And then the very next week, the whole industry shutting down. So entertainment industry really was kind of the first, the first industry to be shut down completely. And it's seemingly almost one of the last ones to come back. Um, the live entertainment industry, which is, which is really crippling for, for a lot of people in the, in the industry, unfortunately, um, as it has been for many, many people in, in the community, but but yeah, it's it's just one of those things that um, it just really hasn't come back. Other than that, like small little two three week window that we had, um, yeah, it's just um, closed up shop again. So really, that's probably been the biggest low. Um, but yeah, there's been certainly plenty of highs. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's been like quite a really big low for um, a lot of artists, uh, not being able to perform their songs and not being able to see um, like their fans and whatnot. Uh, I know that Dua Lipa, she was hesitant to release her album amidst COVID because she didn't know how it would go. But, it, well, for, for me, that was one of the um, things that actually got me through COVID was her album. So um, I think it's great that people are still out there, still recording, still um, making the most, I think, of everything. But tell us about uh, your recording studio, Blind Boy Studios. Um, what kind of work do you do there? Sure. So a lot of the work that happens in this studio is um, song production. So um, a, a lot of the work is from singer-songwriters that may or may not necessarily play in bands, but they'll they'll sit in their rooms and they'll write songs. Um, what we do or what I do is then, um, take their songs and, and pull them all apart and then put them back together. So, um, they, the songs really stand up, um, by themselves. Um, and then we do the production on top of that. So it's, it's really about song craft, uh, and then, um, and then the, the production on top of that. So we had a commercial space in, in Southport for many years. Um, and then, um, after a period of time, um, just having commercial spaces and paying rents and all those kind of things just became very difficult. So, um, I bought a new property and actually, um, hand built this studio, um, on my property. So it's, uh, yeah, in, uh, in the, in the hinterland on the Gold Coast and, um, yeah, nice space. Um, 28 channel analog console, a bunch of tape machines and analog gear and stuff, but still very, uh, still very modern hybrid studio, um, with Pro Tools HDX rig and, um, live recording rooms as well as the control room. But yeah, a, a lot of the work is, um, kind of in the indie realm, indie, indie pop, indie rock, um, of actually recording, uh, a punk band at the moment and also a metalcore band, um, has, has inquired yesterday. So, so the work is quite varied, um, but but yeah, really crafting songs is at the heart of what we do here. So you mentioned that you're taking on another artist or rather like another artist has inquired about um, working with you. Would you say that people are still wanting to record and wanting to produce songs, like not knowing whether they're going to go out and be able to perform them and do things that they want to do? Sure. There's still plenty that can happen um, before walking in the recording studio. So if, if the band sends you a demo or things like that, um, there's, there's a lot of work that can go in before you even press the record button. Um, that's that's a, a process that we call pre-production. So that's all about um, 
looking at the melodies, looking at structures, looking at lyrics, pulling it all apart, throwing it back together in a uh, format that a fits the format of their of their going what they're going for. So in the pop realm, there's really strict formatting that needs to happen for different kinds of uh, radio airplay. Um, so certain formats just won't get played on the radio unless they fit into a format. Um, so there's, there's all kind of intricacies with different styles of music that you've, you've got to take into consideration with all that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, if a band sends a demo, we, I can start cutting it up and, and giving them advice on what they can do. And then they can then take it back to their band rooms and jam rooms and, and fix all those things. Um, and that, that might be weeks before they even come into the, into the studio. So, um, and then by the time they come back in, everything's rehearsed up to the, to the, um, improved format, I suppose. So yeah, plenty, plenty can happen in these kind of, uh, unusual times. I've actually got a session this week where the producer is in Melbourne, uh, the vocalist, uh, in another room. And then we're kind of, uh, engineering from the Gold Coast. Someone's in another room and the producer's actually in Melbourne. Um, and that's all via, um, all done via zoom and using, um, uh, audio plugin called uh, Audio Movers Listen To, where you can get as like small as like 0.1 of a millisecond um, latency or delay, so they're they're able to hear things in in complete real time. Um, and actually, through Zoom, you can give them control of the of the session, so they can actually run the session with somebody else in a, in a completely different city. So it's uh, what what you can actually do is 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 pretty crazy um, these days. So. Yeah, lot, lots can happen, um, and yeah, a lot of a lot of writing sessions that I've been involved in have all been over Zoom with people in in different countries and different cities. So um, yeah, what's what's possible is pretty pretty great. How great is technology, especially Zoom over COVID, right? Yeah, there's there's, there's plenty plenty happening. I'm also working at the moment on. Um, uh, with a company called Decodable Readers, who are actually um, we're producing some educational content and a whole bunch of songs and and video series that it's um, get, getting um, farmed out to to schools all around the country. I think uh, New South Wales government has just signed on for them for this program to go into all um, all public schools in New South Wales um, for basically the ages between four and eight to to learn how to read. So. My involvement in that is I'm writing, uh, we've written about 50 songs to start with that goes with these programs and videos. Um, and then there's there's maybe another 100 more to write um, before the start of term one next year. But um, that's kind of a, a little bit different to the, uh, to the uh, recording pop songs and stuff like that. But I kind of come from an advertising background and, and, and a jingle writing background. Um, so um, that's really helped in, in, in writing kids educational songs that sounds amazing i wish i had something like that at school so you're a lecturer at southern cross for our contemporary music degree tell us a bit about studying music with southern cross and what's on offer cool so the yeah the southern cross degree um yeah is a fantastic degree there's there's um there's a lot about it to to really love. We've um, um, I'm employed by um, by TAFE Queensland, but uh, we deliver the Southern Cross degree in partnership. Um, so uh, for for years we ran a chem, a contemporary music degree uh, with a different university, but we we switched over to the Southern Cross degree, and it's and it's just gone gangbusters. It's um, yeah, a fantastic degree, very um, 
very industry ready, um, kind of hands on, um, but really the marquee thing that um, I think makes such a difference in this degree is the, um, uh, the, the specialist nature in which it's delivered. So um, you can specialize in um, contemporary performance. So guitar, bass, voice, keys, drums, um, or songwriting and composition or studio production. So having those kind of specialty areas to be able to just really knuckle down in something um, rather than it just being an overarching degree, I think is a, a real big attraction for, um, for students. And they, they get a lot more out of an area that they want to specialize in, um, which we're, we're seeing some, yeah, a lot more engagement um, because of that. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that there was a campus at Kumo because I actually live further up on the Gold Coast. Next year, um, there'll be a Bachelor of IT as well. So, yeah, digital media, contemporary music and IT um, next year. Yeah, I think second year of the degree, of the SCU degree now, um, next year will be our third. Um, so we'll have, we've had some students that have kind of articulated through um, from our diploma into, into the degrees and, and graduate um, last year. So yeah, we're kind of in our infancy um, with this particular um, contemporary music degree. But, but like I said before, we have been running um, bachelor programs for, for now five or six years at, at the Coomera campus. What do you like most about the course and what it brings um to students like what value it brings to students um the thing that even even this week um that i really love about this is watching and really facilitating collaboration to happen with students with people they probably wouldn't have thought that they were going to ever really collaborate with from their own networks it brings people from all different musical backgrounds from experience backgrounds from um, performance and production level backgrounds to then have to collaborate together to then create new works to to put on shows to to play gigs um we've we've made this program um called the bcm song create which is um where we get our songwriting special students, our production special students, and really anyone else in the degree that wants to join in. And we have a one day long um, song creation uh, workshop, essentially. So we normally we'd, we'd let them kind of follow what the groups are doing and then, and then ascertain who's going to be the artist, who's going to be the songwriter, who's going to be the producer. But this time we actually were writing to a brief. I'm working with a music supervisor at the moment in Brisbane who's uh, working on some big Gold Coast tourism campaigns. And the real big push is to have local Gold Coast music be used in any kind of tourism campaign and things like that. And now with Brisbane getting the uh, the um, Olympic Games in 2032, we've now got another 10, 11, 12 years worth of music placement that needs to happen in advertising, in um, any kind of uh, media that's going out. And the real big push is to have local music being the music that score underscores all of these things. So the brief for this um, song create was that they were writing very up, syncable, um, universal, uh, inspiring pop songs with those kind of uh, themes as the as the central point. Um, and then these songs now are then getting going into a library that are going directly to the music supervisor to then potentially place um, in the ads and and any kind of any kind of campaigns that are happening. And then from that, because they're all equal, 
copyright owners going into the um, going into the sessions, um, if the license fees come in, that goes directly to the students that that may may get placed. So, creating real world scenarios and and instant collaborative things that are going to real world now um, uh, work opportunities. So it's not a do your degree and then you work, go into the industry once you finish your degree. It's really come and do the degree and you'll be working in the industry instantly. That's that's what we, we, try, to, we try to instill for the students. So they're essentially three years ahead of their competitors that may go to another institute. I think that's awesome that we're, I guess, teaching students from Southern Cross about the industry and giving them that experience because, yeah, like you were saying, like they're three steps ahead. Um, And I think that's what I love about Southern Cross University is that there's always so many different types of experiences and opportunities for students to get hands-on experience. Yeah, completely. All all of their all of the teachers are, um, are currently own their own music related businesses, or they um, they have companies in the, in the music industry. They're on tour. They're they're doing it. Yeah, I think it's learning from the actual real world people that are actually living, like building their own careers in the industry to be able to give that first hand knowledge back with real industry currency. I think is um, is a really um, powerful thing as well. Is there any kind of different industry experience from what you've already stated that um, students can expect from studying music with Southern Cross? Sure. So um, another thing that our third-year students are designing at the moment uh, in one of their units is they're actually putting on um, like like a festival events. So the Lismore students are putting on a festival as part of their Creative Music 6 um, things. Uh, their unit, um, the the Coomera students are actually um, putting on a, another kind of festival gig event involving um, a whole bunch of people from the degree and also outside and outside vendors and things like that. So, um, so music management, event management, copyright and royalty distribution and all that kind of stuff, uh, licensing. So there's many different areas in the in the that in the in the degree that you're kind of getting getting experience in to then be able to to use in your career so you're not just coming out as the guy that can sit in a room and play guitar really well you've you've got industry experience and management some some knowledge of how to build up your own business we uh, regularly get industry um, in to deliver messaging to the students about um, about different things about business related things and um, and what the industry is doing at the, at, the, at a particular time or it might be about Spotify and and um, streaming services. It might be about individual marketing for um, for a release or or a band or um, digital marketing that you can do in a when you can't be touring uh, in a in like throughout COVID and things like that. We've got people giving giving lots of different information for for students to take on. What kind of facilities does the Southern Cross University Coomera campus um, provide to music students that can further develop their experience at university and um, when they leave as well? At Coomera, we've got seven recording studios, so two kind of larger format recording studios that have um, fairly large-ish control rooms that also double as classrooms as well for the production students and songwriting students then they connect to larger um larger recording rooms and then they've got isolation booths attached to them and then we've got five identical 
rehearsal rooms that are all then attached to control rooms that can be used for rehearsing and recording um, and that double as a few things. We've got a 200 seat auditorium which is also a classroom. We teach um, all of our diplomas and stuff out of there as well. So um, we've got, um, we teach some live sound in there too. All of our performance workshops that happen on a Monday, the students um, set up and, and um, mix all the performances that happen um, in our performance workshop on a Monday. We also have another 80 seat black box auditorium um, inside there. I suppose what might be different to other places is because we are attached to uh, TAFE Queensland that also has screen and media, interactive digital media, um, and um, uh, those kind of like film-based qualifications. Our students um, work with those guys to make film clips, and um, we've even got like a motion capture, a mocap um, plotting thing there so people can like move and make themselves look like cartoon characters and stuff in in um, film clips and computer games and things like that we have we've got a bachelor of gaming there with um at the university of canberra so we work with some of those students to for our students to then songwrite with those guys so they're writing um uh, scores for films and computer games and things like that but um, yeah, so I suppose really our point of difference at Coomera is the fact that we can we uh, we do a lot of cross pollination with uh, different qualifications and different degrees that open up a more networking and more um, actual real world experience um, for them, um, which also can help the music guys because they are then getting kind of value for money film clips and photography and graphic art and things like that which is helpful. That sounds really cool. Like I think that it's great that all of those different um, degrees can sort of interlace and sort of work with each other and offer different things. And, yeah, that's really, really cool. Tell us about the awesome Rolling Stone scholarship at Southern Cross and the opportunity that it provides to students. It's just an opportunity uh, where any new coming student was able to, it was just a, a short little paragraph on, on why they thought they deserved it. And then um, a winner was chosen and they get, I think, $5,000 over each year for three years to help pay for tuition or um, extra tutoring or to help them buy a guitar or a laptop and things like that. I know one of the there's a lucky lucky lad in uh, Lismore mm-hmm. that won it for 2021. So he'll he'll then uh, receive it for the next couple of years, which is which is really great. But um, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's open to any Bachelor of Contemporary Music student um, for the next couple of years. It's just an application process. Just write a write a paragraph or something like that, and uh, yeah, and and hopefully you're lucky enough to win it. Last but not least, what advice would you have for young students looking to pursue a career in music industry with Southern Cross University? Um, my advice really is to try and diversify your portfolio. Try and pick up as many skills as you can in as many different areas as you possibly can because that then ends up becoming potential areas that you can earn income from throughout your career so um it's it's fantastic that um if if people have that we're going to make it as a famous band and and tour the world and then that's going to be that that's great um but as someone that also does that there's long periods of time throughout a year 
where you are not on tour because um, touring happens in cycles based on releases and, and based on um, like festivals that happen throughout the world and all that kind of stuff. You're not generally touring for 365 days a year. So being able to do that for a period of time and then come home and do something else or, or travel overseas to go and do something else, having skills in many different areas is, is really, um, I think paramount to be able to sustain a very long career in the music industry. So whether that's, um, songwriting so writing for other artists or writing jingles or writing advertising or um uh managing artists and then tour managing or then um getting some skills as a record producer so when you're home you can make records for people and get paid to do that or go on tour as a live sound engineer or a monitor engineer or a, or a tour manager or a um or an actual artist manager um, or event manager, picking up skills in many different areas just allows you to be able to diversify your career and also keeps things interesting. So you're not doing the same thing every day. I think um, keeps things fresh and um, yeah, can sustain a much longer career. Thank you so, so much, Brad, for joining us today and telling us a little bit about your um, experiences in your career and our contemporary music degree um, and a little bit about our Kumara Creative Campus. It's been amazing having you. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. 